Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all new, better than ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It looks like the flame sure holds a lot of leverage when it comes to the trade deadline. The fans have spoken, and we're going to talk about it. Well, trade season's here, Chris. It's pretty exciting considering, you know, we've got Hannafin, who's probably going to be on the move, and Tanev, who's probably going to be on the move. There's been some rumblings about Markstrom. Uh, it's uh, it's pretty exciting times here in, in Calgary considering, you know, Conroy wants to make the team kind of in his own, in his own uh, shadow and – I think the fans are pretty excited about it. I get the the sense that a large chunk of the fan base is ready for some change, uh, ready, you know, for, for what we'd like to call forward progress and just, you know, let's, let's get it right. Like we, we've been sitting here at this mushy middle for, you know, decades and it's, it's, it's run its course. And, And so like, the time is now. We have some good assets that on expiring contracts that we can potentially reap the benefit of. So, I mean, there, there's just no reason to sign any of them, in my opinion, at this stage. Like, let's just see what we can get for it and uh, just retool. Let's rebuild this and uh, you know, develop ourselves a winner for hopefully when the, the new arena opens up. Couldn't agree more. And And what's really exciting is we have a general manager who's shown that he's not afraid to pull the trigger on 
future deals, you know, that include draft picks and prospects. And he's managed to pry some pretty decent prospects away from the, like the Canucks and some, um, some picks away from the Canucks as well. And, uh, you know, also still managed to stay relatively in it when it comes to, you know, picking up guys like Kuzmenko and uh, Sharon Govich as well. So it's, it's been pretty good. I actually put out a prompt on Facebook and and you uh, put one out on Twitter earlier X rather earlier today about uh, asking some fans for some mock trades that, you know, they would think would, you know, be good for the flames to, to go through with and kind of kickstart this new era of flames hockey. And uh, we actually got quite a few, uh, quite a few fans message us or comment and, and let us know. So um, I figured we'd go through some of them and kind of give our thoughts on them. How do you feel about that? Let's do it. I'm excited. You know, that when you, you see some outlandish, um requests by by fan bases you know whether they're valuing players too too high or whether they're looking for you know just incredible return and hoping that the other gm doesn't know what they're doing um and we could probably get away with that with brad true living in toronto uh, just because we've witnessed the fact that he doesn't seem to know what he's doing when it comes to yeah. valuing assets so i don't know let's see what the fans have to say about it all right, let's kick it right off then. Um, we got Kelly Becker here. He says he thinks that trading Hannafin to the Bruins for Jake DeBrusque is a good idea. And uh, get your thoughts on it in a second. I'm just going to go out and say, first of all, I've been like against getting DeBrusque for years. I think he's insanely overrated. Um, he's got 25 points in 54 games this season. Um, he's a winger. We don't need any more middle six wingers. All we have is middle six wingers, but, uh, I get why people want him. He is a Canadian. He's in Albertan. He's from Edmonton, blah, 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 blah. He's got good hockey lineage, but he's just not it for me personally. Um, and, not only that, but if we were trading Hannafin, we'd have to get a fuckload more than just DeBrusque if DeBrusque was yeah. in it. Yeah, I I was actually surprised it just stopped there. I, I, I figured there would be at least two other things that you were about to say with this trade involving what would come back. Um, I, I would expect in that there to be a, a draft pick, whether it be second, potentially first, and a reasonable-looking prospect would be my ask in that scenario. I don't think straight player for player would be a yeah would be a go in, in my books. I like mean, even uh, if it's Jake, like a Fabian Lysel who's been tearing up the AHL for the last couple of years mm-hmm. at a uh, second round pick, you know, that would be all right. Maybe even the first Boston's first is probably going to be like twenty eighth. So, you know makes sense to me, but I'm still kind of against DeBrusque. The Bruins have some other guys I, I wouldn't mind, but I also just don't see them them trading for Hannafin because, first of all, they're going to be one of the teams who would be able to sign him next year, but they also have like a fairly stacked 
blue line. Um, mm-hmm. I don't really see a point. Like they've got like McAvoy and Carlo. Like like they don't need another top pair defender, right? No, they don't really need it. And I mean, Jake's also coming off the contract as well. He's a UFA for next year. Like there's, that, there's just so many reasons. Uh, Debrusque is, is oh, a yeah. UFA after this year. So, I mean, there, there's just, there's zero upside in this, in this trade, in my opinion. Um, I just yeah. don't, I mean, I, I don't mind Jake Debrusque. I'm not trading one of our top assets currently to get them uh yeah like i, I just instance, i just don't see it <laughs> if i was going after jake debrusk and i was trading one of our defensemen that i think would be a fair trade oliver shillington sure yeah a perfectly fine fourth defenseman not a guy who is capable of playing second line second pair of minutes or sorry, uh, second D-, D man minutes on the first pair, <laughs> right. um, especially at yeah. Hannafin's age. Um, I don't know if I'm, you know, overvaluing Hannafin, considering I've said for years that I think that his value on the trade market is more than I would value him at personally. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, there's a couple more good ones for Hannafin here. Let's move on to uh, Kyle Sutherland, who I actually quite like this one. Um, Hannafin to Dallas for Maverick Bork, who I believe is even either second or third in scoring in the AHL. I believe he's a 21-year-old centerman, um, a little bit undersized, but also mm. a hell of a hockey player, um, kind of in a log jam there in Dallas. Like there's no you – no, know, he's – not even the first prospect center wise that they have. Um, mm-hmm. And also Kyle says Maverick Bork and the first. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of people would say you probably want more on that. I think that is fair because Maverick Bork is a very good prospect and the first round pick is good. Um, yeah. Now you'd probably have to either take a cap dump back on that one, I think, or you'd have to uh, hold half of Hannafin's salary. And then that's when you would be asking for a third round pick as well. Right. Yeah. Something to sweeten, um, you know, that pot, the, the, the couple of key notes on there, obviously he's still on his, um, um, is it entry level deal? Right. <laughs> yeah. Um his entry level contract, he's waiver exempt. He has uh one more year after this season. Yeah. At uh you know eight hundred and ninety-four thousand. I think I I don't I actually don't mind this at all. Um gives us a decent prospect. We get the pick, and if they're looking for uh salary retention, then sure, let's let's sweeten the pot. Um, unfortunately, they don't have a third round pick for this year's draft, but um, they may not have one for uh, 2025 either. But um, there's uh, conditions on on what they have there, and it's it's a pretty long list of what the conditions are. So I'm not going to get into it. Um, so okay, then fine. Then we do 2026 third with next year's fifth or something, right? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, the guys. 22 years old 
uh, hasn't had a chance to hit the big leagues yet because no, he's playing behind like on the depth chart behind like Sagan and Ben and like all these guys can play center, right? Sagan, Ben, um, hints Pavelski like there's a lot of guys on Dallas who can play center so there's no mm-hmm. point in them bringing him up yet and he's just kind of stuck behind all them and then they've also got Logan Stankoven who we'll talk about a little bit later but Maverick Bork just seems like a perfectly good trade piece for a team mm-hmm. who's looking to win a cup because this guy isn't going to help them win the cup in the next two years. Whereas Hannafin could, right. Yeah. If Hannafin was, was uh, signed for another year, but you know what I mean? Um, and Borch yeah, got would, 55 would... points in 47 games in the A this year. Um, mm-hmm. I believe he's second or third in, in, uh, in AHL scoring. So. Right. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder what, um, what pairing Hannafin would would end up with there? Like, does he play with with uh, with with uh, Suter, or does he play with uh, Heiskanen? What's your opinion there? I don't feel like he would play with Lindell, but maybe he. I mean, who knows? Thomas right? Harley, maybe Harley is. Um, Harley's been really good. He took over the power play unit for. Uh, for Heiskanen when Heiskanen was hurt. And then I believe Heiskanen mm-hmm. also just had a baby. So, um, you know, Hannafin, there'd, there'd be a spot for Hannafin. Um, the one thing about this is I do think they'd need a salary dump, whether it be um, Radic Faxa or Ryan Suter, who's actually got uh, no move, uh, modified no move clause. I don't know what the modified part of it is, but I do think that there need to be a salary dump and they don't think that they really like Ryan Suter there anymore. Um, right. I can't so, imagine. But I also yeah. can't see Ryan Suter wanting to be traded to a spot that isn't going to win, right? Um, yeah. But maybe Radic Faxa or somebody else who's got a little bit of money and then you you just get more more from it, right? Because you're taking on a cap dump. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right, let's move on. Um, Dave Cameron. So we just talked about uh, Stankoven. Uh, Dave Cameron says Hannafin and Tanev for Stankoven, which I know mm-hmm. why. I know why he's saying that. It is way too much for just a prospect. I think we would need more. Um, yeah. And we would also need to take a cap dump and hold half of both of their salaries. So I don't think it's not. I like the pieces in the trade, but I don't think that that's the trade that would happen. I think there would need to be more added to it. And there'd be a whole bunch of um, salary retention and probably, you know, cap dumps. But I feel like check. putting putting two defensemen in in the trade like that. I mean, that's that would be difficult even for that'd be difficult for any team to figure out how to how to situate that. I mean, there, there's not really any teams that need that are on the market for two. I would think. Yeah, yeah, I, I and I feel like that you could get maximum return by splitting that 
the the two of them up in, in two separate deals. I you know, agree. One with of those that. Are, are a sweetener deal. I think they're the main piece deal. So, you know, if you're gonna do two, you know, maybe do, you know, Hannafin and Chillington, you know, or or, or uh, even just bring you know somebody that's playing for the Wranglers right now uh, or, in, in that in that sort of a deal. I just I don't feel like two main pieces are. I don't think that's gonna fly. How about? Um... Texas native Blake Coleman. I mean, obviously the salary would have to be messed around with there, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, also Stankoven is leading the AHL in points right now. He's got 57 points in 47 games. So two more points than, than Bork. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, honestly, I think Stankoven is kind of off limits, um, but you say. never know, right? You just never know the the way the Lindholm trade came down. I feel like um, you know maybe our players are worth more than I had originally thought. But uh, well, Stankoven, I, I I think it's unlikely. Let's just put it that way. I I feel like even though the entire hockey community realizes that we have players for sale, I still think that that Conroy is negotiating and trading from a position of power yeah you know what i mean like i feel like he's still he's, players he's still, are sought after enough that 100 and he knows that right he's not it. and he's not jumping he's not jumping the gun i don't feel you know uh, you know but was there another offer on the table as far as the, the trade for uh Lindholm is i i doubt it to be honest because i feel like craig would have jumped on that one instead. I I think he's getting pretty good returns so far. That that was such a good return. I like there was probably several other ones, you know, probably one from Colorado and, and whatnot, but probably mm-hmm. none that were anywhere near as good as, you know, Kuzmenko a first Brustevich and Yermo, right? Yeah. Um yeah. Anyways. Um let's move on here. Um Let's talk about this one. Madison Scott says Markstrom with some retention for to New Jersey for Dawson Mercer, um, Alexander Holtz, and the first round pick this year. Interesting. Um, I do you want to go first on this one? I think that's an overpay, but on New Jersey's part, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, if 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 Craig can pull that off, then hallelujah. Um, I just so I, I feel say, like that's it's a big one. But what I want to say about this is, like, that team's trying to do well this year. And getting a goalie at the expense of half of two of your middle six forwards, one of whom always goes up to the top line whenever there's an injury, is nonsensical to me. Um, however, one of those guys and a first round pick and you know a B prospect that makes sense to me. But Mercer mm-hmm. and Holtz kind of decimates the devils too much in my opinion um, i think so too i mean 
Like you have Holt was what seventh, sixth overall. Uh, Something like that. I'll look it up right now. Um Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm just like, yeah, I just pulled it up here. So Mercer eighteenth uh, overall in the first in the first round and Holtz, yeah, seventh. I mean that's that's a big ask. I mean, if Greg can pull it off, then hallelujah. I mean, both guys are are twenty two, I think. Yeah, both are twenty two. I mean, that would that would bode well for the future, especially if you can get a first round pick uh, in that. I mean, that would be effectively getting three first round picks for for uh, you know what what a lot of the fan base considers the best goalie that's ever played. Um, <laughs> You know, I think he's been pretty much on the average his whole career. So I, I just don't. Know. I think that's a bit much, personally. I would, yeah. you know, if you could, if he could pull off even one of those two with the first round, I would be, I would be okay with that. I'd, I'd be pulling the trigger before it comes off on, off the table if it's Mercer in the first and a fourth, let's say, or. Holtz in the first and the fourth or something like that. I'd be pulling that trigger um, as soon as possible, especially with like, even with the retention, but I I just don't see Mercer and Holtz both being on the table. I see it being one or the other. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't see there's, I don't see there's any way that the devils are shopping either one of those guys. So, well, I mean, if the, if it comes across at them, I'm sure they would look at it. But I, I don't, I don't think they're calling people looking for what what they're going to offer for them. I think the rumor was uh, the deal that New Jersey had on the table was Holt and a first, which I would have been happy with, honestly, for a 34 year old goalie with two years left. I, you know, who wasn't going to stay, right? Like I. Yeah. I would have done that anyways, but uh, I don't know. That's also just a rumor, so who knows? Yeah, I mean, Holtz the first and and Mercer. I mean, we're obviously eating up um, a lot of of cap out of out of out of that. I would think, and the Devils don't have a lot of uh, cap space either, right? No, and that's why you'd have to hold half of Markstrom's contract, most likely. Um, and, you know, that was the sticking point, apparently, of that deal that was on the table was um, Calgary didn't want to hold any any salary. So, uh, You know what? Yeah, I looked at it again there. I, I was I was wrong looking at the long line. Um, they, they have 10 mil, 10 and a half mil current. Uh, yes, Whoa. Dougie Hamilton is on LTIR and is worth yeah. nine or something. That's nine, right. Nine and a bit. Yeah, I forgot um, about that. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, they got wiggle room. That's that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's move on here. Our buddy Matt says uh, Tanev for Toronto's first. He says that he thinks that we can wait out tree living to get that first round pick. Um, obviously you'd have to hold half of the salary. Mm-hmm. 
I think obviously if you can get the first round pick for Tanev, you do it. No matter whose first 100%. it is, you just do it. Hundred percent. Yeah. 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 If you if you can get a first for Tanev, I mean I I think personally there's there's a market for that with with a, a number of teams. But yeah, I and and to be honest, when it you know, when it comes to a first round and 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 Chris Tanev, I think you know you already know it's going to be twenty or 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 later, which is which is fine. Yeah, no, no, I totally agree. Um, well, I mean, Ottawa apparently has been in on them on on him, so I don't even know what they would want. But all right, uh, Matt also says Matt has three here, so let's talk about. Uh, he says Hannafin to the Panthers for Lundell and a second round pick that could be a first if they make um, if they go far in the playoffs depending on how far it is I can't remember what he said exactly but um, now the one thing about that there's a snag on this one because Florida's next two first round picks are all caught up in the Ben Sherratt trade and the Claude Giroux trade. Um, they're all on conditions right now. So technically they don't have any most likely for another two years, but you know, you're yeah, getting a pretty well, highly talented one of them prospect. Is ours, right? What's that? One of them is ours, isn't it? Yeah. That's another one of, well, it's, on condition that it's ours, it might not be. Um, well, it potentially could be the halves, but yeah, one of exactly. them, one of them is in the trade. Yes, absolutely. Um, so yeah, there's that. So it would have to be a first in a couple years, most likely. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm not actually completely against because if you get, you know a couple first round picks, you know, three first round picks in this year's draft. And then you get another first round pick in two years from now's draft, then that's fine with me too. Right. Like you don't need to have all of the first round picks be right now. You can spread the love a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. And and Anton Lundell is pretty good. Um you know, he's a highly talented prospect. He's been playing on Florida's third line most of the time he moves up whenever bennett or barkov gets hurt which is like all the fucking time so is any any chance you have to dig against bennett eh? well actually barkov is hurt a lot more than bennett <laughs> is but um <laughs> i just find myself talking about him a lot because he comes up a lot and i just try and move on but somebody mm-hmm. mentions that i don't like him and then i have to mention it <laughs> yeah yeah he was buddy uh, andrew shout out to uh andrew who always tags me about bennett every fucking day i don't care dude <laughs> i uh i i think at first he was wasn't fully aware and now it's a game for him oh absolutely <laughs> um so what do you think about that trade lundell and the second that could be a first for Hannafin? Um, 
Yeah, I would like to. What did he say for the conditions again? Sorry, for it to become a a first. Would it be so? Originally, originally he said it's coming back to me now. Originally, he said the condition would be, um, if Hannafin resigned with Florida, but I don't think you're allowed to do that anymore. So it would be, um, playoff. Uh, like if they make the semifinals or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think if yeah, if they can make conference final or, or uh yeah. Yeah, I would like to put a lot of stock in it becoming a, a first, uh in my opinion on that. They do have enough app space to to eat all of the contract for the rest of this year. Oh do they? Oh I didn't know that. Yeah, they've got the deadline um, cap right now is is sitting at five point seven. So, who's injured? Is somebody injured? Mm. Injuries? No. They've got uh, no. They don't. No injuries on their on their list. So, I mean. You'd have to think that a team with, you know, Barkov, Reinhardt, Kachuk, Verhage, Bennett, blah, 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 blah. And then with Bobrovsky and also with um, a top four that's like, say, Ekblad, Hannafin, Montour, Forsling would go far in the playoffs. You just you would think think that, and like yeah. Oliver Ekman Larson being their fifth, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, I mean, age is sure catching up on him, eh? He actually he, played he said, very, very well while Ekblad and and uh, Montour were both hurt at the beginning of the season. He held he held down the fort really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I think it was more he wasn't living up to the contract that um, that he got in Vancouver. And then once that contract was kiboshed and he was signed to a cheaper one, um, mm-hmm. everything was fine. <laughs> yeah, 2.2 2. 2 is uh, you know, not, not a bad cap hit for for, for Ekman. Hey, let's for go sure. with... I mean, Let's go with Matt's last one here. Markstrom to the Devils for a first. Alex Holtz, who we talked about earlier. Vitek Vanacek, which would be, you know, the goalie coming back um, and a cap dump. And Mm -hmm. Kevin Ball, who is basically a prospect who's been playing in the NHL for – for the Devils, he's a fairly large man, NHL caliber at this point, like b- bottom pair caliber. But he's a young young guy. Um, mm-hmm. Again, if you're getting a first a prospect and a roster player for Markstrom, you're fucking doing it. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, and Ball has another another year on his contract. Um, ELC. Uh, nope. How no, he's he? 23. Okay. Yeah, he's 23. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, it, you know, one one mil for another year, and then he's an RFA. Um, so he's still under team yeah. control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do it. Pull the trigger. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I pull the trigger on that. I mean, if you're going to include a first in anything when it comes to Markstrom right now, I'm I'm saying do it. Mm-hmm. And if you can get a couple of decent looking prospects to come with that, then hell yeah. I couldn't agree more. Hockey games move fast. But with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with code THPN. New customers bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. Okay, let's move on. This one is, is very interesting to me. Glenn Beckel put this one down for the Rangers. And I don't think that this one as it is, is going to work. But I think that the bones of a deal that would work are here. So Hannafin, this is what he put Hannafin, Schwint and Dewar to New York for Kako and Schneider. Um, and a second round pick that could become a first, I believe, if they make the conference finals. Um, and I think that you would have to keep Schwint and Dewar, and you'd have to give up like Andrew Mangiapane or somebody who's like a proven NHL player. Mm-hmm in order to get Kako and Schneider and a second that could become a first. Yeah, I would think so as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm a huge doer fan, but the, the slide that he's had this year is, you know, kind of made him look exactly like everybody thought he was last year. Like he's, he's really taken a big, a big uh, dump in the season yeah. this year. <laughs> You know, which is which is unfortunate because I'm a I am a big Dewar fan. I really loved how he how he worked last year, how his work ethic and and he he made his line mates better almost every shift. And he showed flashes of of offensive brilliance, like flashes. But every mm-hmm. once in a while, he'd deke around a couple fucking defensemen and rip a beautiful goal in and you're just like holy shit where did this come from and this year he just mm-hmm. kind of disappeared off the face of the earth but again he's he's a guy who what played one year in the ahl and played like a quarter of a year in the nhl um mm-hmm. 
and Schwint is just I like have no high hopes for Schwint, right? Like I, I just don't see no. the Rangers being like, yeah, I'm gonna give you this guy who was once our second overall pick and this awesome looking defense prospect and the second round pick that could become a first for Hannafin yeah. who's expiring and two like players that wouldn't make their roster. I think you'd need to give them a little bit more. But yeah, I, I do I feel like, like the creativity in this trade. And I think that if this were a trade that like for some reason I want to say Glenn Sather, but it's definitely not whoever is the GM of the Rangers these days and Conroy were talking about, they could switch Schwint and Dewar for like again Mangiapani or something like that, and that deal could be done. Yeah. Yeah, Chris Drury. Oh yeah, that's true. GM. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. Glenn Sather was uh, many years ago. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say when when did he quit? <laughs> you'll be uh, you'll be happy to know that DeBrus just scored on the Oilers. Um, Good. Which I mean, there goes his trade value just goes up. We might actually have to give a piece back uh, along with that. Right? <laughs> <Kidding. laughs> yeah. So now he's got, now he's half a point a game. That's sweet. Right. Um, okay, let's talk about what Richard's saying. Um, so our buddy Richard Thorpe, he didn't give us trade proposals per se. He just gave us a couple players that, that he thinks that we should target. Um and let's start with Morgan Frost, who is a player who is kind of on John, John Tortorella's bad side in um, in Philly. He's mm-hmm. a 24-year-old center, so he kind of fits the age group that we would want. Um, and what Richard said along with this is, I don't know what other picks and prospects they have if we were going to trade them a Hannafin or somebody like that. But the thing is, for me, I don't think Philly's in the giving up picks and prospects mood. They're doing well this year, mm-hmm. but they're, they weren't planning to do well this year. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a surprise. Yeah, and I don't yeah, think they're going to overreact and buy. Yeah. Yeah, I can, I can agree with that. Yeah. But Morgan Frost is a is a decent player. I wouldn't mind taking a stab on him. He's got good upside. Um, now, if we were going to trade, say, a Hannafin for him, I, I think that we would have to take, you know, a third or a second round pick as well. Um and I wouldn't hate it, yeah. although I would rather be getting a Holtz or a Mercer or a, you know, Lundell or something like that over mm-hmm. Frost. But I don't mind Frost. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's. I would definitely want something back with it myself as well. Yeah. Um, and let's talk about Trevor Zegers. This was the other guy that, that Richard said he was thinking about. 
-hmm. And I kind of agree. I mean, Trevor Zegers is a very exciting player. We have a new arena coming in theory here in the next couple years, I guess, actually in the next couple years. And, you know, you need to put butts in seats somehow. And Trevor Zegers is a butts in seats type of a player. He's mm -hmm. a flashy player. He's a hell of a hockey player offensively. He's an absolutely shit defensive player. And I think he's slightly overrated, but he does create a lot of buzz and he creates a lot of opportunities. And um, he has those, those fancy moves, right? Those fancy mm -hmm. moves that we've never had in Calgary other than I guess Kachuk had the between the legs, but he never had the lacrosse or the flipping over top of the net or anything like that. Right. Um, yeah. And yeah. He's, he's missed a lot of games. He's missed a lot of games this year uh, due to injury. He's still on IR right now. Um, he's been on and off all year. Yeah, he really has. Uh, my my thing with Zegras, he intrigues me as a player. I like him as a player. I don't like him as an individual, as a person. Um, I just find him to be extremely arrogant, um, which, in my opinion, and and I'm sure you can list a, a few off for me to, to correct me, but I just don't feel like there's anybody in Anaheim that either can or has been successful at teaching them how to be a professional. Um, you know, teaching them how to carry himself properly like a professional, like he's representing a team and a league. Um, I think given some decent guidance um, by somebody like, Backlin or, or, uh, or, or Uyghur, you know, just, just guys that carry themselves better, um, I think would do him a world of good. Some actual and leadership. Exactly. I think that would get him more grounded on the ice and I think he would reap the benefits. I also feel like he needs a change of scenery. Um, Anaheim's been kind of in this retool mode for a while now, and I feel like they're not any further ahead than they were two years ago, three years ago. Um, they, they kind of, they're, they're like a roller coaster up and down. They look like they're, they're getting there and then they take two steps back. And then yeah, I, I, I feel like somebody with, with his creativity and his type, I think he would benefit from going to a team that looks like they're aggressively uh, trying to retool while still, being competitive and i think that would i think that would help him i think that would help him shine i think he would appreciate the fan base with how loud they can be with certain certain players and and certain levels of excitement for, for things they can do on the ice i just i think honestly i think he needs a, a change and i wouldn't i wouldn't hate moving uh, uh pieces out to get him um i just don't know what Anaheim would be looking for. Like, are they, are they looking to get in, you know, any, bring in any more defensemen? Probably. Right. I mean, when, you know, Fowler obviously is a, is, is a, is a decent defender, but when your second guy is, is uh good as I, I feel like, yeah, you're probably, probably in the market for a defender. Yeah. And, and like, I don't know if, I mean, you know, Tanev wouldn't want to sign there long term because he's looking to win. But mm -hmm. 
again, like maybe a Hannafin signed long term would give them, you know, whenever they get better, he'll be there mm -hmm. to help them contend mm -hmm. or whatever, right? Sure. Um, and I have heard that Zegris is on the trading block, but I don't, I like, I have a really hard time with a value on him because I so feel I. like he's going to be valued so high that it's going to be unattainable for any price that's not going to piss us the fuck off. Probably. And I mean, he's got another two years uh, on, on his current contract over, uh, over this year. Isn't it like five I'm, mil or something? Uh, five, seven, five. Yeah. And I, I feel like potentially a lot of what's happening with him. So I think they signed him to too much too quick. Yeah. Well, um, they held out because he was asking for more and they gave him a lot less than he was. He held out until like, I think the last game of preseason. Was that was that this year that contract was signed? Yes. Which is also I mean, part, probably why he didn't start off too well and then got hurt because he wasn't in shape, you know, like. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's 22. I think that, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't think I would have paid him that yet as, as an RFA. Yeah. But I mean, that's just me. I, I tend to go on the lower side and, you know, give you the opportunity to, to prove yourself. But yeah, I mean, no, I guess no, they I... gave him a bridge deal over three years, but I mean, still, I think that, I don't know. I don't know. His contract kind of, kind of bugs me a little bit, but I mean, we know he can be dynamic, right? So and that's whether he gets back to that once he gets it. out of his injury woes that he's, that he's going through right now. I mean, who knows, right? Um, yeah, he's got Arbrights and everything at, at the end of his contract. Like there's yeah, I mean there's there's red flags with the player, there's red flags with the contract, but I think given it a different um different city to to grow with, I think he would be a, a decent pickup for uh for the Flames. Yeah. Yeah. Again, as long as it's not too much of a too much of a price to pay, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but I also don't see that being an in division one as far as them trading Zegris. I don't I think if they're gonna trade somebody who they view that highly, they're probably who's still so young and under team control, mm -hmm. they're probably gonna try to not trade him within the Pacific. But that's just me. Yeah. It's one yeah. thing if you're trading somebody who's expiring in, in uh, you know, a couple months to, into the same division, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I think, I mean, they'll, they'll likely take whatever, whatever return is best. Um, not sure if that would end up being Hannafin and a, and a pick. I mean, who knows? No. It's an interesting concept, though. I, uh, I don't mind the conversation of it. Um, it's actually a good conversation, and this one surprised me that 
Um, we talked about this a little bit before we uh, came on air, and it actually surprised me that you were into Zegris because I uh, he doesn't strike me as a player that you would like. No, but we but like you said, right? We don't have anybody with that sort of um, offensive excitement. Um, yeah. We lost that when it came to Gaudreau. I don't think Chuck had the same offensive excitement, in my opinion. Um, he was an exciting player, but mostly because of his, you know, his agitation and and his creativity in front of, beside, and behind the net. Yeah. Um, but I think as far as dy- dynamic playmaking excitement, I think Zegras is better than than Kachuk okay. at that. Bruce. But oh, fair enough. But but it, you are right. Like he's not the type of player that I would normally put on any sort of high regard because you know i'm a i i prefer my hockey like the 80s where it was rugged and tough and you know not not as fancy but i mean i i have an appreciation for what he can do and and you know maybe given the right teacher we can get that freaking michigan out of his arsenal because i'm sick of seeing it <laughs> real then i mean you know if it works if, if it's working like 60 percent of the times that you try it i don't mind it but sure. It, you know, it's when it starts not working all the time. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's uh, quickly blast through some of these uh, ones we got from Twitter. Um, okay. Walt says Tanev, half retained, and Pospisil, and a fourth to LA for Ryan Conmey, Cohen Zimmer who are a couple of uh, WHL players who uh, are relatively productive and a fifth and Matt Roy. Um, I don't, I mean, I, I looked up their mm-hmm. stats. I can't really say much about those two prospects. Matt Roy is um, a fine fourth or fifth defenseman, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um but this one doesn't excite me all that much. And I don't really want to be getting rid of Pospisil. I know that this guy is um, just from the interaction I saw on X there. I, he uh, seems like he's been trying to shop Pospisil around to everybody because I probably worried about his health and probably worried about uh, uh, it being a flash in the pan or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I can, I can, understand that um i still think that that's too much for us to give for that kind of return it just seems like a couple of random players i like again i i i can't really comment a whole lot on this one because i don't know those players um i you know they're relatively productive in the whl but Meh. Exactly. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, let's do this one from um Mungkool or Muck Mukool on on X. Um Tanev to Dallas for a second that can become a first and a fifth and Calgary native Chase Wheatcroft, who is also, I believe, in the WHL and been ripping it up. 
Um, yeah. Again, I think if you're getting a second and a prospect, or if you're getting a first for Tanev, you're doing it, period. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, I think there's too much... Um, too much uh, emphasis from some people being put on trying to go after Calgary natives. Um, go back to the whole Matthew Phillips thing. I don't fucking care. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't care where you're from. Um, you know, what can you do for the team? Yeah, exactly. Um, but that being said, he seems like an all right prospect. And if you're getting a, that prospect along with, you know, a second or a first and a fifth, then yes. Yeah, um, exactly. This guy also says, this one really intrigues me, actually. Hannafin to Detroit for Berggren and a first and a second. And now I think that's too much because Berggren is already an NHL-worthy defenseman who's relatively young and seems to be pretty good. Um mm -hmm. Now, I don't think a first and a second, maybe a just the first, I would do that. Uh, I don't think Detroit is in the selling mood either, or sorry, in the buying mood either. Um, but no, if they but are. They're, they're getting right up there and, and getting ready to start competing. Yes. Um, and if Hannafin comes with an extension, then yes. Hmm. Right? Yeah. And I wouldn't yeah. mind Berggren either. No, I wouldn't mind him either. Yeah, that's yeah. That to me, that's that seems like a like a, a pretty good trade for Calgary. Um, not saying that it's a bad trade for uh, for the trade. Wings, but I mean, yeah, I mean that one intrigues me. I I like the picks coming back on that, plus a a reasonable prospect. I think that's that that screams exactly what we want. He's on the entry level. He's got one more year. Or sorry. He's he's RFA at the end of this year. What's his um, size? He's big, isn't he? Probably. Or does he just sound big because his name's Berggren? That's probably what it is. Yeah, he's five ten. Okay, never mind then. <laughs> but you know, another Swede. But it looks like we're trying to trade away our Swedes, so so that means nothing. Yeah, except for one of them who. I guess, I guess Shillington is very happy with the claims and wants to stay. So we'll see what happens Excellent. there. Excellent. Excellent. Just, just what we both want. Um, this guy, I love this guy's name on Twitter. This guy's name is Flames Writer Wannabe. Yeah. <laughs> now, this is another one of those ones where we've heard a lot about Hannafin deciding that he wants to be in Tampa. Um, I'm going to read the trade first. Um, Hannafin for Ethan Gauthier, uh, Lilleberg, this year's third, next year's second, and the year after's first. And the only reason it's like that is because of the picks that they have available over the next few years. And I get it. Many. And like honestly, it's it's an alright trade. I wouldn't mind it. I'd I'd be relatively happy with it. But like, you're forcing Hannafin to a team because he wants to be there. 
He says he doesn't want to be in Calgary. I don't give a fuck where you want to be. Yeah, Tampa doesn't give me. a fuck where you want to be. Yeah. You're forcing something that doesn't need to be forced. I, I just don't see Hannafin ending up in Tampa um, at all. Um, I, I don't even, see even if he wants either. to be. Because I don't feel like they're going to be willing to give up too many of their prospects because their their pool is kind of shallow. Yeah. Um, and they don't have picks. So I don't feel like they're a good trade partner at all. Like, well, that's just you know, it, right? And, like, I don't mean to, to shit on this guy's trade because no, I think that the package is exactly the kind of package we would want. But... Mm -hmm. Like you said, their prospect pool is shy, so they probably don't want to get rid of any more. And they're, um, they're, you know, they don't have this year's pick or a first round pick or next year's first round pick. So are they trading three years from now? Like, are they really going to do that? I mean, they, they've done it before, but that then they got Janot, Tanner Janot. They, traded an entire mm. fucking draft class for Tanner Janot. And like, don't get me wrong. I like the player, but he's not worth that. And now they don't have any prospects and they don't have any picks. And are they going to do that yeah. again for, you know, a season where Vasilevsky isn't looking very good. And, um, you know, what's his face? Sergachev is probably out for the rest of the year. And it just, they might not make the playoffs. Like it, I, I don't know. Doesn't seem very doable to me. No, it doesn't. And and I feel like there's they're starting to show their age as a group, and I I feel they're trending down. And I don't think they're one piece away from becoming super re um, relevant again. So I I don't unless know Vasilevsky becomes Vasilevsky again. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, obviously, there that falls into the anything could happen category. <laughs> yeah, but I just, I just don't feel like they're going to be trending towards being big buyers, giving up assets for potentially a rental. But I mean, I mean, who knows? I mean, the Lightning model, though. You know, like, like you said, they've got a couple of a couple of guys. Um, uh, Sergachev, I think, will likely play in the playoffs, right? It's kind yeah. of the the lightning model. Um, you know, they do uh, have the that injury was rough, but anyways, it, keep it going. was rough. Yeah, you know, they they've got the the cap space to cover it. They're sitting at seven point five right now. Yeah. So I I mean they I don't know I mean it, as far as what they can bring in, it makes sense. I just don't know that the pieces coming back would make sense for them. Like, sorry, the pieces they would be giving to Calgary you know, coming back to us would make sense to them uh, just because their draft pool Even if is it makes so sense to us, depleted. Right? Yeah. It doesn't make sense mm -hmm. for the Lightning to trade those things, even though it's no. a fair trade. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, okay. This Flames writer wannabe guy put this one down too. This one's um, pretty interesting. It's kind of similar to an old one, but. Uh, Markstrom and a second for Holtz, two firsts, a second and a fifth. I mean, fucking do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I don't 
I never really understood the let's swap seconds thing that that the uh, you know teams do all the time. It or you know swap thirds or swap four. Like I, I don't really get that. But if this was on the table and they didn't pull the trigger, I'd be upset. Um, mm. I also don't really see us getting two firsts and a guy who was once a seventh overall pick like not too long ago. Um, yeah. for a goalie who sucks every second year. <laughs> Agreed. I mean, um, as much as I like, I like Markstrom more than Chris does, uh, a lot more than Chris does. And um, I just, two firsts. I've been saying it because yeah. Jamie McLennan said a while back that Markstrom is worth multiple firsts. And I think that is fucking ludicrous. <laughs> I think it's. I think yeah. it's because he's a goalie. You you think? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Jamie, Jamie and, and Kelly Rudy both think that uh he's lost his noodle. <laughs> Zing. <laughs> Please don't ever do that again. <laughs> okay. That was that was the right. point of the entire podcast today, is just so I could say that. You've been did you write that one down? You've been waiting for your time. To bring no, up no, actually, that one just came right off the top of my head. I'm so sorry. I don't buy that for a second. <laughs> <laughs> don't buy that okay. for a second. But uh, no. yeah, yeah, go ahead. If 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 Craig can pull this one off, then you know what? I I I know the big conversation has been you know the the trades that he's done so far. The three of them have been you know really good. But I said I'm going to hold off on my evaluation until until the end of the 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 deadline happens so I can kind of evaluate everything that he's done. If he, he's able to pull this off, I will give him all the credit he deserves. Like holy shit. I've already given ecstatic. him a ton of credit. I'll give him even more credit and I'll never second guess him ever. Right. Yeah, I will um, take back everything I ever said about it. <laughs> um yeah. no this would be this would be unreal. So I think this guy, this uh, Flames writer wannabe, he mm -hmm. is overrating our players a lot. Um, I think when you're doing mock trades and stuff, you kind of got to be a little bit more realistic and a little bit more objective about the players who you're giving up. And the reason I, I'm saying that is because here's his third trade, Tanev and a second for Stankoven, a first mm -hmm. and a second, and Evgeny, um, Evgeny Dadanov, who would be the cap dump from uh, from Dallas. And do I like Chris Tanev a lot? Yes. Do I like Logan Stankoven a lot? Yes. Um, do I like the first round pick a lot? Yes. Do I think Chris Tanev is worth Logan Stankoven by himself? No. <laughs> I don't understand the 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 reason for the cap dump. He's on LTIR. Um, yeah, but he's and, uh, slated to be back in like two or three weeks. Is he really? Uh, yeah, I looked it up before we started this. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Well, then I guess the the uh, salary dump makes sense then. Um, I didn't think he was coming back this year, but I I didn't re I haven't really looked into him at all i mean he's he's 34 years old um and 
Yeah. I mean, if, if we have to take the, the, the salary back, then, you know, pull the trigger on this trade. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of feel, I mean, obviously even like with the, the Markstrom trade that he proposed here, I, I feel like, yes, he is, he is um, greatly overrating our players though. I mean, with, with 50% retained, like he says from Tana, I mean, I think that's going to sweeten it quite a bit. I don't know that it's going to be all of that. I could, you know. And I guess he puts the second round pick in there too. But yeah. And that and that first round isn't, you know, it's not this year, it's next year, which, you know, kind of is the timeline. You know, I think if we're going to be getting multiple first um, for, for our pieces this year, I think, you know, spreading them out over a couple of years isn't a bad idea either. Okay. Yeah. Um, I see what the guy's going for. And honestly, if this was Hannafin, that's a fair trade. Mm-hmm. If it was Hannafin and not Tanev, I think that's a fair trade. Hannafin with an extension. Yeah. Can you, can you be down with that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I mean, yeah. I I just want good return. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Okay, let's uh do the last one here from Papa Mitch on X. This um, one is the one. If this Craig one is the one. This one I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to follow him anymore. This is the one he has to do. Okay. Um <laughs> Jacob Markstrom um I think he said 10% retained, but partially retained anyways. What's that? 25%. 25% retained for um, Markstrom, 25% retained. Kuznetsov. No, no. Kuzmenko Kuzmenko. and the first for Quinton Byfield. Um, And I don't know if you guys saw Quinton Byfield's wicked goal two nights ago. Um, I mean, and the fact that he's been driving the second line um, and sometimes the first line for for the Kings for the last um, last little while here, but he's he's a hell of a player. He's huge. He can play center wing. Um, I would personally fucking love it. Um, I don't know if Craig Conroy is going to be trading a first round pick as well as Kuznetsov, as well as Markstrom for fucking anybody at this point, it doesn't really fit what he's been doing, but you never know. Um, Yeah. um, And I also just don't see the Kings being like, yeah, Quinton Byfield's on the table for anything. Right. Um, The Kings have, established NHLer kind of that I am very into, but I don't think, I mean, yes, I would love to have Byfield, but I, I don't think it's, it's doable. Um, if it was Arthur Kaliev and it was just like Markstrom for Kaliev, I'd probably be like, fuck yeah. But. I don't know a lot about Kaliev. Kaliev is one of those classic stuck on the fourth line because he's a winger and behind, you know, Arvidsson and Moore and 
Byfield mm-hmm. and Dubois and 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 right. So, but there's been times where he's been put on the the first power play unit and and he's absolute like last year and he absolutely killed it um when people were hurt and stuff like that i really mm-hmm. like kaliev um kaliev and turcott from uh from the kings are two guys that i would love to um yeah. to get and kaliev's kind of reminds me of Sharon Govich, where it's like just grip it and rip it, you know, just rip one timers over and over. <laughs> I mean, we've we've been wanting shooters for a while, so yeah, you know, I I can, I can I can get on board with that. What do you think uh, Byfield contract looks like next year? Is it next year? Yeah. Let me look look up his stats because I haven't actually seen his full stat line in weeks his stat line is 42 points in 52 games plus 18 uh last year he it's about just less than half a point a game last year Pretty pretty good progression. I guess it depends if they want to go long term with him or not. Um, mm-hmm. I'd say on a bridge deal, you're looking at probably like a three and a half, four for two or three years, and then if, or maybe even four, four and a half, and then. If you're looking long term, you're going like seven, six and a half. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, I yeah, I would think just given his his performance, you know, since since uh, being drafted, I, I I mean, I think the Kings would be fools not to sign him long term. Yeah. I don't feel like this is the type of player you want to give a bridge deal because I think he's just getting better and better and it's going to end up costing you. I think now would be the time to, uh, you know, right now his cap hit is 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 less than 900000 I think that's the the one where you want to give him a, you know, a decent pay raise, but potentially can save yourself, you know, three mil every year if you do it if, now. Yeah, like if you, if you give him a $7 million times seven let's say seven times seven let's say give him the contract in, in two or three years this guy could be worth nine million dollars mm-hmm. agree the way yeah, that his think... progression has has been happening especially this year yeah. he's shot out of a cannon this year he's looked really good and yeah. also another reason why i don't see them trading him Anze Kopitar is an old hockey player. Mm-hmm. He's on the back nine. He's probably only got a couple years left. Quinton Byfield is a large centerman. You picking up what I'm putting down here? No, I I am picking it up. I mean, Kopitar is 36. His yeah. new contract kicks in next year for two years. Yeah. 
which is unreal. But how much? Uh, how much is it? Seven, yeah. seven each. So yeah, I mean that. I mean that's his retirement contract, in my opinion. Yeah, oh, he's I already mean, won a couple cups. Yeah, exactly. You know, the, the the team doesn't owe him anything, I don't feel. Um, and, you know, he, he's made it pretty clear, obviously, that he wants to retire as, as a king, and which, you know, good on him. He's had a hell of a career. He's a great hockey player. I would have loved 100%. to have had him for the last 20 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, not a bad, uh, not a bad little pickup by, by them. Yeah, 11th, 11th overall in 2005. Yep. Interesting. I like it. Well, that's all I got for, for trades. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about, or is uh, is an hour and 10 minutes probably okay? I feel like that's a good place to leave it off. I uh, I appreciated all the people that, that sent in their thoughts on, on potential trade. You know the mock trade uh, request we put up on online there. I, I'm super stoked that we got involvement on on both platforms and and you know some not bad looking trades. People actually put some thought into it. It's it's a different outcome than what I anticipated. Normally, I anticipated like them all to be ridiculous. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, and there was only yeah. a couple ridiculous ones, and and most of them even had the bones of something that was doable. So good job guys. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm impressed. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. I appreciate it. Well, I feel like until next time, I just want everybody to go ahead and smash the like and share the show with your friends. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of the armchair GM podcast. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. <laughs>